This is Bob's World. The public education system is showing cracks in its foundation. I'm Bob Welch. That story in a minute. I'm not about to come up with some salacious story about some boogeyman messing with your child's education. This is something far more practical and nowhere near as salacious. However, it should be alarming on its own. No need to add any more. A teacher in northern Vermont whose name I'm withholding writes, Switching careers and going full-time emergency medical services keeps looking better and better. Am I excited about the fact we might be reconfiguring the school district? No. The thought of packing up my room and moving out of my current elementary school makes me so sad. Am I well aware that we need to do something, though, as a district to save our schools from closing because we don't have enough teachers? Yes. I don't know what the correct solution is, but I do know we need to put our brains together and figure something out. I have seen several people asking what needs to happen to keep teachers from leaving the field of education. I think I can speak for many and say if teachers continue to get treated the way they are by so many students, we are not going to have any teachers left. I have nine perfect baby angels in my class, so this is by no means a reflection of my experience in my classroom, but I have colleagues who are being hit, punched, body checked, spat on, etc., Their students are continuously refusing to do what they ask them to do, and they are talking back and being extremely disrespectful. It's so exhausting dealing with this day in and day out. Solving this problem may just be a start. But that observation is merely a symptom of something deeper, I'm afraid. I told you I was looking at this holistically, not just this one particular instance or observation. We have cottage industries of all sorts in our internet, of Instagrams and Reddits, subreddits, and Facebooks. One of those cottage industries is called Etiquette and Protocol. There are academies which immerse then certify those who wish to tap into their entrepreneurial spirit or to work in the financial sector or higher education, eventually reaching ambassadors' residences and consular offices. These academies teach everything from how to open and close a door to a meeting room without ever showing your back to those you are with, and how to hold your legs while seated among company to which fork to pick up at a formal dinner with a dignitary from another country at which a freshly pressed suit and spotless shoes shall be the norm. Oh, and I forgot to mention selecting the right stationery on which invitations to such a dinner would be printed. For most of us, those kinds of things on most days seem over the top, but if we learn all of that in order to use some of it as our day suggests is needed, the world around us might be a little bit better. But on the other side of this dichotomy in which we live, where parallel things which never bump into each other are happening along the exact same timeline, There are thousands of people who are absolutely convinced teachers are indoctrinating their kids and using the social media outrage machine to perpetuate that. Indoctrinating them? They're powerless to prevent mayhem in the hallways as described. We all went to school at some point. I can't possibly envision that happening. Mrs. Murphy? Mrs. Fallon? She was first grade. Mrs. Murphy was a history teacher in fifth grade. Certainly not Mr. Duffy. He was my fifth and sixth grade math teacher. He hobbled on crutches. He sustained wounds from World War II. 
I can still hear his voice, though it was 35 years ago. Now, people back out of teaching for a number of reasons, including parents who think they can teach better than the teachers, in which case the exodus may be a way of the now former teachers telling those folks, okay, have at it, you, th you think you're so good. Children do as we do, not as we say. That's a line that's been around since I was a kid. My dad's 83, I bet the line was around then. In fact, there's a certain amount of truth for that to be the way us adults behave. We see a sign that says speed limit 65 or maximum 110, depending upon where you live. Do we do what the sign says or do we do what we can get away with? How many times have we seen someone try to make a U-turn in an interstate or auto route in a cutout of pavement on a divided highway that says it is only for emergency vehicles. We sometimes see police cars parked there with their radar gun looking at us. Most of us do what that no U-turn sign says, but there's always someone who will try to get away with that. The point I'm making is our children see how we go about our lives as they look up to us more than others, especially in the early years. They'll model their behavior after us. The unruly students learn that behavior somewhere to be belligerent to people in a position of authority. Now, do the parents back up the teacher or their children when they're acting as described back up at the top? Whatever that answer is, that answer is key. As for the Vermont teacher pondering going full-time into emergency medical services work, which they are already doing part-time, as tense as that job must be, tending to someone who is acutely ill, hit in a, in a car crash, or in the midst of having a heart attack or something, ill to the point where an ambulance must be called and the ride to a hospital is much, much longer in northern Vermont. And they are writing that that is less stress than being a teacher. I can think of one angle. The patients are thankful when the EMS people arrive. Next open-ended thought. How are we supposed to educate the people who will at one point or another take the baton from us if we don't back up the people who are part of the critical chain of those trying to accomplish that end? Bob's World, Wednesday, February 6, 2024. I'm Bob Welch from my temporary field headquarters in central Massachusetts. I'll see you on the smartphone.